You're listening to The Banter, a part of the Brookside Conversations channel, where we have honest discussions about life and faith. Our mission at Brookside is to help develop fully engaged followers of Jesus, and we hope that today's episode encourages you toward your next step. For those of you who are joining us right now live, I'm so thankful that you're here. The banter is all about discussions about life and faith, and it was kind of birthed out of this place. Uh, a few years ago, we started to have the uh, some uh, a, a concept called the, the Brookside Take. Uh, questions that were coming in from our congregation in the Sunday morning services about the content that was on the Sunday morning service, uh, the sermon. And we would just like dig a bit deeper on them, especially questions about life and faith and things that are like complicated in the Bible, theological issues and stuff like that. And uh, throughout COVID, we just decided, you know what, let's take that and kind of push it to its limit and have like a weekly kind of uh, live stream slash podcast production where where we continue to develop these conversations about, again, life uh, and like how to live out your faith and and about faith itself and about the Bible and important things that are found in the Bible. So, uh, our Greg, Pastor Greg is our primary communicator on Sunday mornings. So we often are talking with you, Greg, and I've been doing a bit of teaching this year. And so that's exciting. And over the year, we'll probably have have other teachers come in uh, and parts as well for our Sunday mornings. And so we just want to interview people and talk about like how those uh, Sunday morning services come together. And so that's really cool. And then we also wanted to make sure that we are doing everything we can to see Brooksiders, people who call Brookside home, uh, growing in community and growing in the relationships with each other, because we firmly believe that uh, living out our Christian faith uh, and even exploring what faith might look like for you uh, really happens best in the context of community. So we wanted to start the conversation here between Greg and I, or whoever the communicator is, but then also leave some more room in your life groups to continue to chat about uh, life and faith. So that's really exciting. This past week, uh, Greg opened up a new teaching series called um, Uncovering the Real Message of Jesus. And it's we're going to be taking all the way up until the end of June, talking through the Sermon on the Mount as recorded in the Gospel of Matthew in the Bible. And it's just a great, uh, it's, a, it's a really beautiful sermon that Jesus gave on the side of a mountain and uh, just so many like intricate pieces of what does it look like to live uh, as a follower of Jesus and his message of what kingdom life looks like here on earth. And so we're going to kind of take our time and go through that over the next uh, many, many weeks. But Greg, before we get into all that, um, could you give like a high level, like what's this series? Is kind of what's the heart of this? Uh, what do you want to see kind of develop as we do it? And then I want to ask you about your hobbies. Sure. Sounds good. To me, when, when we look at um, Jesus and his teaching, I think there's a lot of times where people just kind of assume they, oh yeah, Jesus was a great guy, really good teacher, uh, moral code. You know, there, there, there's some things that kind of stand out uh, in people's mind about uh, Jesus' teaching. And it's easy for, for us, whether we've been in church circles for years or whether we have never really engaged in a, a church environment at all, to just kind of assume we know. 
what Jesus' message is yeah. really all about. And for some people, uh, they, they're tempted to kind of write off Jesus' message without even understanding really what it was that Jesus was saying. I think some people just mm -hmm. have these assumptions kind of rattling around in their brain. And one of the things we want to do is we want to kind of knock those assumptions out. We want to yeah. kind of uncover what is the actual teaching that Jesus communicated? Well, what was it that he died for? Because Jesus died for the truth. He, he died for, to save us. But, you know, even standing before Pilate, you know, he said, I came to testify to the truth. And his message brings truth that can sound like totally upside down. It can sound like so contrary to what we may have thought or what we experience or what we just kind of assume for our own personal lives. We want to we understand what it is that Jesus really said and ask ourselves, is this worth following? I believe uh, Jesus' message is worth following. It's worth understanding. It's worth doing the digging to uh, to get to the root of and uh, apply it to my life in whatever way I can. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's incredible. Like one of my favorite things about this past Sunday was you you mentioned how um, Jesus' message uh, brought some to demand his death and others to call him God, but not really much in between. Is like just so polarizing, and how. Uh, his message radically different than what the world had experienced and either people bought into it a hundred percent and would take it uh, to martyrdom until their, till their grave uh, and others wanted to, and ended up uh, crucifying Jesus because of what he was saying, just like so polarizing. Yeah, it's crazy when you think about how people today, or at least a lot of people kind of typically or traditionally have responded it's like well i go to a building and i listen to a service for an hour like that wasn't one of the options that wasn't one of yeah, the that was options. not an option yeah either either you got in line behind him you honored him as god or you picked up stones like that right. those were really the 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 way people responded one way or the other to jesus not oh I'll, I'll tune in for a little sampling, a little my toe water of spirituality, twenty minutes next week. Um, it's it, it's odd that we've gotten to this place, and that's part of the of what I'm hoping we will uncover as we move along. So this week we talked a little bit, of, actually a lot about happiness and finding happiness, and I think I think that you were using the word happiness instead of joy in a specific way and reason because joy and happiness can be a little different. Uh, they don't have to be, but a lot of times Christians are differentiating between the two. But uh, before we get to the deeper stuff, like what you talked about on the weekend, what are some of your hobbies that just help you to be happy? And I want to share some of mine too, because uh, we all have hobbies and you and I have like specific hobbies that we enjoy. So there's some things that you do to just keep happy. Sure. A couple of things that uh, I love to do. Uh, one is ride my motorbike. Uh, I just traded in, basically traded in the bike that I had for one that's got a little bit more oomph, a little more power behind it. Nice. Uh, hopefully, so that uh, when Julie and I go on on the on the ride on a ride together, it'll just be yeah. that much more comfortable for us. Um, but yeah, love doing that. I love uh, building stuff. 
um, whether it's finishing basements or uh, just fixing stuff around the house, building projects around the around the house, or that kind of thing. I love doing, and one that I that I totally love that I haven't done much of lately is uh, guitar playing and guitar building. I'd I've, I'm, I I <laughs> I love the idea of guitar building because I've never actually yeah, gone and to you it. Actually, and you have the kit, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's sitting there calling my name, Greg, Greg. So, yeah. How about you? Uh, you're said, uh, yeah, I um, I have a few different hobbies. My favorite is playing drums. And I also, yeah, I've, so I, I'm... And it's amazing, like, once you, as you grow in a hobby, it's not just playing it anymore. It's like listening to the theory behind drums and learning all about what wood makes certain and, and what type of metal makes different tones and just like all the intricacies of each individual instrument that make up a drum kit. Like I just love every single thing about the dr- the world of drums and I've built a couple of drum kit, not built like scratch, although one day I will do that too, uh, hopefully, but I've, I've like re customized a couple of drum kits, which is really fun. Uh, one thing that would be really cool to get into is making a symbol like the, where you like actually buy wow. just a, a sheet of metal and then hammer it out. Like you can make your own symbols at home. That'd be really, really fun to do. That'd and then, awesome. yeah. Um, exercise. Like I think both of us too, like you too, like, yeah. like to exercise and lift weights and stuff. And it's fun. It's, it's a good, uh, rush of endorphins, um, as it, probably everyone else in the world right now. There's yeah. days that are just so stressful and you just need something to just make you happy. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I didn't even think of that. That didn't even cross my mind when it comes to hobbies, but it's one of the things I'm most consistent at. And it does, it, it makes such a big difference in your life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sometimes working out is like you have to do so that you can eat donuts, <laughs> but it's also just a hobby. Oh man. Uh, I think that we lost. Hitters. Oh, there. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I'm excited to get into the series. Th- this was really just the the primer to the whole series, but uh, we did talk through the beatitude specifically. And so, one of the questions that came in, um, and if you watched the series, if you watched the sermon, you can, or if you didn't watch it, you can go back and watch it, and that things might make a little bit more sense this morning, but. Let's just say that I've lived most of my adult life really like yearning for God's favor and seeking his will. So like I've been a good Christian, not just the acts, but like in my heart. And I've really spent time like developing a proper relationship with Jesus. Like I've been doing um, like a, I've been having a like good spiritual life. So uh, years go by and I'm finding myself content, but I also look at my, let's say I just look at like my neighbor or someone else who is like not a Christian and they seem content. And two, what is the difference between uh, me and like the non-Christian person who seems happy and content anyways? Like, is there a difference and how deep does that go? And could you talk about that a little bit? Sure, sure. That's a great question. because The, the truth is, I know some folks uh, don't follow Jesus who seem to be like some of the most happy, content people I know. And I know other people who are following Jesus and they're miserable. Like it, it's it's not a surefire guarantee uh, for for happiness. Um, the opportunities there, but the 
experience of it uh, is not not guaranteed. And I, I think there's a probably when, when I think of the main difference, it comes down to kind of two things. One is the source. Everybody finds something to be happy about. Mm-hmm. Like that, we just have that innate need to experience some kind of happiness. So if we're not if we're not finding it in in one thing, we'll find it in another. We'll we'll we'll, fig- we'll, we'll make some way to to find happiness. The question to me is, what is the source of the happiness? And secondly, what's the how durable, how lasting Ooh, is yeah, yeah. that source? Yeah. So you can have, you know, it, 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 actually, you, you, um, one of the things that a lot of people wrestle with are addictions, uh, which in some way is is a, a a means of coping, a means of trying to find happiness, except they're finding it in sources that end up enslaving them and, and wrecking their lives you know um so i think the for me the difference is am i finding it when i'm following jesus i'm finding happiness in things that are good and things that are right and in things that are lasting i, I love what peter says in first peter chapter one he said yeah you're going through all kinds of trials but your faith is worth more than gold and it's reserving mm-hmm. a reward for you in heaven that nothing can touch it's 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 protected by the power of god and it's like what I'm hoping for, what I'm looking forward to, what brings me happiness, uh, is something that you know that, that is. It's never going to be exhausted. It's never going to wreck. My, my new yeah. bike that I just got. Ten years from now, it'll be on the junk heap, right? Uh, it's it's nice, I, but it's not my ultimate source of happiness. Yeah, I agree. I, I often think of people in my immediate family uh, who as far as I know, aren't, they don't go to church. They're not following God or anything. Um, but like my grandfather, for example, he has like, uh, an enormous collection of stuff and he's just collected, like his whole house is full of different collectibles and it's great. And he's like a content guy and happy guy. But in my personal life, it's like the epitome of collecting worldly treasures that are just collecting dust. And, you know, and I, I love him and I just, I, I, you know, I feel like there's not as much depth to it because it's just a thing that's just going to fade away. And, uh, yeah. And, and so it's kind of interesting. And then there's other people that I personally know who have literally nothing who are, you know, I know missionary friends who live in huts and yet they are the most content, happy, uh, people with just such a a hope in the the glorious future of their of their life and it's amazing and if you ask them they are rich beyond imagination right yeah it's really really incredible yeah it's a question that came in which kind of ties into this a little bit uh but people will make decisions in life sometimes they'll even hurt other people uh they will like make big big life-changing decisions um you know, they'll put boundaries with people. They'll do all different, um, manipulation of things in life. And their main reasoning would be something like this. Well, God, God doesn't want me to be unhappy. So they're into a divorce, for example, because God doesn't want me to be unhappy or they, uh, they have just like the, the crazy 
flimsiest uh, credit debt because God doesn't want me to be unhappy. Uh, so where does that come from? Like, is that, is that in the Bible somewhere? Uh, if you know off the top of your head and like, where's that maybe belief come from that? Well, God doesn't even want me to be unhappy. So I have like a free card to do kind of whatever I want to do. <laughs> Another great question. Like, to me, this is kind of gets a little more rubber on the road kind of a feel. Yeah. Um, the, 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 the statement that they're making is partially right, but it's incomplete. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's usually being chopped in order to allow uh, basically the outcome that they want. I want to be able to do whatever I want to do because that's what makes me happy. God wants me happy kind of thing. Um, and there's no verse that says... You know, John 29, God wants you to be happy, you know, period. It doesn't say that. Uh, what we find uh, throughout, especially in, uh, in, well, actually both Testaments, Old Testament, New Testament, you, you see it, uh, is God wants us to be happy for the right reasons. He wants us to enjoy the right things. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want us to be happy for the wrong reasons. Uh, and like you say, uh, somebody who says, you know what? I want I want a divorce because that'll make me happy, or I'm going to cheat on my taxes because that makes me happy. Um, I, I, I just saw a, a story the other day of a woman in um, where was it Hong Kong, 90 year old lady. She was scammed out of millions and millions of dollars by a phone scam guy, and the the phone scammers. Or whatever scammers that are that are out there, like they find delight, they actually find happiness in ripping off other people and destroying their lives. And it's like, oh, well, that makes me happy. Well, it's the wrong thing. That, that that's not what should mm-hmm. make you happy. And yeah. you, you know as well as I do, having having kids, like it's amazing how many times our kids want to find. That they make, that they find it fun to do things that is like ah that's not a good idea. You need to learn how to find fun and find joy and happiness in this instead. So I think where where, where does it come from? I'd I'd say primarily self centeredness. It's like yeah. I want what I want when I want it, and I if I want it, it must be good, and therefore God wants it because it must be good too. And uh, so it's kind of a circular reasoning thing. There's nothing in the Bible that says that at all. Um, What we're told is instead, we're told like, delight yourself in the Lord. Find your delight in Him. Just thinking that, delight yourself in the Lord, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's Psalm uh, 34 or something like that. Uh, Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Uh, And uh, you, you dig into that statement a bit and you realize that it's not just and it's actually not really oh i desire this so if i delight myself in god then he'll give me what i want it's like when i delight myself in god i begin to desire the right things i begin mm-hmm. to uh, see the value of things that god wants to give me and he's going to give me and uh it's a it's a it's a win-win um it's yeah. such a such a much better way to live yeah, I remember doing a study on delight myself in the Lord and he will give, uh, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. That basically started to uh, talk about the word delight yourself as if it's like, 
become really, really moldable, like malleable to what God wants, like mold yourself around what God wants for you. Like when you're, when you're delighting in somebody or something like you become really, really entrenched with like all about it. And you, when you delight, like I delight in drums. So I can tell you everything about the drum kit because I love the drum kit. I love all things about it. So uh, when you're delighting in the Lord, you are, you're like, it's this whole concept. You're right. It's all through the Old Testament. Yeah. Do like med- one of the things that, that yeah, one of the things that sticks in my head is uh, my my, my uh, enjoyment of doing jobs around the house and doing you know I'll, I'm a perfectionist a little bit. Uh, I realized a lot of that came from <laughs> a lot of that came from watching my dad. And uh, he was, he, he would fix and could fix anything and he would, you know, wouldn't stop until it was perfect. And I picked up a lot, a lot of that from him because I was kind of delighting in just spending some time with my dad and that rubbed off on me in a, in a, in a great way. And I'm so glad that I've got that kind of streak in me. Absolutely. Yeah. And my dad, uh, he's a fixer upper, but he sometimes will cut corners or, you know, (laughs) that's what I picked up too. (laughs) Oh man. Um, these are such good conversations. I can't wait to continue these conversations about, uh, just learning like what is the real message of Jesus through a sermon that he gave about the kingdom of God and what it means to be a kingdom person or a citizen of, uh, the kingdom of God. So uh, this is going to be a really fun uh, entrance into the summer through May and June. And of course, if anybody has questions about uh, the content that we're having or even just insights they want to share or anything like that, they can email banter at mybrookside.church or they can um, text us at 613-519-9400. And we would love to connect with you guys because uh, that's what this is all about. And uh yeah, make sure to keep these conversations going in your life groups too. Uh, if there's something that you listened to that sparked a question that you want to talk to your life group leader about, that would be a great conversation, I'm sure. So uh, we'd love to encourage you to do that as well. And for today, we will see you uh, in the next episode of The Banter, episode 14 coming up uh, next week. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Great spending this time with you guys. You've been listening to The Banter. Join us next time for more discussions about life and faith. Go to mybrookside.church for more ways to connect with Brookside Baptist Church.